Yeah. I feel like Magikoop is really smart. Yeah. Where do you think he like? What's that called? Like when you uh, get people to help you find work? Um, like a temp agency. Like a temp agency. Oh, yeah, okay. Koopa you know, temp agency. Does like Bowser use a temp agency <laughs> <laughs> to find Koopas? <laughs> Well, it's the same one. So, I mean, how temporary are they? They just vary. <laughs> I mean, I need a whole race of creature. Yeah. Oh, they're Quickly. they're all out of work. Okay, Quickly. sure. Those guys. Do you think Bowser has incentive to keep um, Mushroom Kingdom wages low? Okay, so that <laughs> it's easier to recruit into his Koopa army. Of which food is provided. Uh-huh. Um, There's room, probably the housing. Room and board, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are just leaving health care. Yeah. Well, I, I wonder what the minimum wage in the Mushroom Kingdom is, because mm-hmm. Koopa Army is, seems to be replenished do you re- think, readily. Do you think you get pension on Koopa Army? <laughs> no one's made it that far. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I don't think anyone's made it to pension. But they're going after Mario, and they aren't even worried about all the coins that are in the blocks and stuff. What is, so they must be getting paid very well. Or maybe they get a big bonus if they the kill a, Mario. Ooh, bring me Mario's head. Yeah. His hat. They get 15% of whatever coins they don't collect, because that just goes to Bowser. See, if they if they went to Sonic's world, it would be a lot easier to collect monetary... Uh, I mean, every time you hit Sonic, he just drops all of his money. Mm. Someone should really get Sonic a wallet or perhaps a purse or something. He's always dropping his money. <laughs> a little Velcro bag. It's anything. A Velcro trifold wallet. I mean, it was a direct the... deposit. Can we just like when he when he like kills something, can't they just digitally transfer those rings mm-hmm. to him? Mm-hmm. It was the Night. 90s. So I feel like Sonic should have a fanny pack. Ooh, oh. That would be really effective for think, running and saving rings. I think I had a fanny pack with Sonic on it. <laughs> I could have let him borrow it. We like booked our Disney vacation through like one of those Sonic's, booking people, uh, and they and they sent us a fanny pack. A travel agency, yeah. And twenty twenty three sent you a fanny pack, yeah, for th- thanking you for using their service. Yep. I was, have a fanny pack. Was there a slap bracelet in the fanny pack? Or maybe some pogs in the front zipper. Was there? <gasps> pogs. I haven't thought about <laughs> this no in a pogs, long time. But Poggers. Did you even open the fanny pack? <laughs> yeah. 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 I can't remember if the slap bracelet was from that or if it was like one at Disney. But Whoa. I did experience one in that time frame. I always thought the best con giveaway thing, like come play my game and here's a slap bracelet of the game. Because who else is giving out slap bracelets at PAX? I never got a slap bracelet. Exactly. You'd remember uh, that game that you played if you got a slap bracelet. And we, what game was it? it? I don't know. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. That's my idea. Oh, like, if I'm running a booth oh, at it's PAX. Like, it's like your fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's like your fantasy. Like, I'm the marketing guy yeah. at a game company. And I'm like, hey. That's a good idea. Slap. You go on the board. You say two, two words. Slap bracelet. And then you walk out. So, like, what games do you think at E3 would have given you a slap bracelet from this past year? Slap like, bracelet the game. Well, like, Mario RPG, mm. like Nintendo, Ooh. might have given a, a you know, for oh, the remake. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's like a remake. Any, yeah. any games where you slap something? I don't... I would make a game where you slap things. <laughs> yeah. That's a good indie game. You just slap things, and you get a slap bracelet. Yeah. See, now we're on to mm. something here. We spent, like, $30 on slap bracelets at USJ. Oh, we did, yeah. 
What on were not they USJ? You're oh yeah yeah USJ. Were they like they're well they're your amiibo they're your pass to get into Nintendo World. Oh, like mm-hmm. a Magic Band. It, mm. Yeah, but it's a slap. But it's a, well, that's cooler. But it's got an, like a Nintendo character. Does it light up? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. It, it has like the NFC in it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you punch blocks. And it goes wahoo. You drop all your coins. Why? Why? All your rings. Wow. <laughs> Wowie zowie. <laughs> you need like a. You need what you need if you go to USJ is like a fanny pack or a wallet. <laughs> purse you don't drop all your rings everywhere you don't you don't, you don't want to drop all your rings everywhere he could just wear them on his fingers yeah too many too many you can then, like, you have like a hundred rings you can't ooh, put a hundred rings that's not rings that on his attitude <laughs> and he has attitude what if and, they're like in like in uh mordor you know uh-huh. like, the, like sonic puts the rings on his fingers and they get smaller to actually fit him if it's like the one ring Mm. One thousand rings. That's a lot. That's too many rings. It's a lot. It's, <laughs> it's a lot of rings. He would be the lord. <laughs> <laughs> Who's making those rings? Where are they coming from? Doctor. Hey, those Doctor Robotnik animals got to be doing something. Is that like the soul of the animal? Ooh. Is it oh, a ring? No. <laughs> what is that? No, because when you kill the robot, the little animal hops out into safety. So maybe the rings are like the batteries in the robots. Yes. Or no, wait, the rings are just everywhere. They're in television. <laughs> they they like are. You bust open a CRT TV to get 10 rings. It is. Or the only shield. Sonic lore I know is from the movie. So I just That's know you use better. the ring to <laughs> yeah. go to a new world. The portal. Like the mushroom place. Yeah, that makes sense. That's based on reality. Yeah. How does that make any more sense than he <laughs> runs fast and collects rings? <laughs> It's all marketing. <laughs> Merchandising. <laughs> Do they sell rings? Like you could just buy a pack of a hundred rings. On AliExpress, you yeah, certainly you, can. Exactly. <laughs> a barrel of rings. Timu. <laughs> and then you just get hit and you throw them in the air. I bought a hundred rings off of AliExpress. They turned my fingers green. Ew. Mm-hmm. You want to throw those in the air then. Yeah, they weren't any good. Ew. Yeah. That doesn't sound good Don't at all. Don't recommend. If you're going to buy your rings, get them locally. <laughs> <laughs> You've been enjoying episode 279 of Gameware Express. It is Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. My name is Adam Arinder. You've also been hearing the voices of Neil Bonham. Yep. Renee Martin. We're doing this live, right? And Stephen Martin. Rings. Uh, John Michael has caught this deadly plague that continues to go around uh, our area. So he is out this evening but we are here we have survived fan expo and we are back with more signatures and less money than we did going into it uh yeah right into steven and renee this weekend for fan expo yeah. how was how was y'all's time in new orleans 
really fun. It was a lot of fun. I wasn't expecting Fan Expo to be that big. I haven't yeah. been in like mm-hmm. since we were since we ran eleven a table. years. No, well, we twelve we, years. No, we went. We read, we did an artist alley table. Yeah, it, that was like eleven or twelve oh, years shit. ago. Are you like for real? Yes. Time is a construct. <laughs> yeah, so That's we went weird. to Fan Expo like eleven or twelve years ago, and it <clears throat> wasn't that big. Mm-hmm. And, but this year it was like popping. I know. Like, there was I was surprised. I haven't been because my Facebook memories are keep like reappearing. And like 2016, I think maybe is the last time I went. 2016 or 2017, I met the Green Ranger. Rest in peace. Oh, cool. oh man. And that was the last time I'd gone. So I mean, I think this was my first like convention since COVID. Oh. Okay. Have I gone yeah. to anything? Because like you know, E3 got canceled like twice in that time, so didn't make it out there. But anyway, yeah, no, it was fun. Who did y'all go out to uh, to meet, or what, what? What was your goal at Fan Expo this year? We had two goals, really. the 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 main mm-hmm. catalyst was that, and you informed me of this mm-hmm. because I was about to go to Rhode Island. <laughs> oh, that was at Rhode Island. Rhode yeah. Island <laughs> uh, Comic Con, which stacked lineup for Rhode Island. Yeah, that's a con to keep your eyeballs on. Yeah, apparently. Well, I was going to go to Rhode Island to meet all the TMNT 87 voice actors, mm-hmm. but then you messaged me and you were like, hey, they're coming to New Orleans <laughs> can, in January. Can save you some uh, so, some plane tickets. Some yes. rings. Some, some rings. Some, <laughs> a lot of rings. So instead of flying, you know, it's an hour's drive to go to New Orleans from where mm-hmm. we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I got we got to meet all the, the 87, 1987 cartoon voice actors from the, the Ninja Turtles. We did. We That's met Cam right. Clark first. And he Super was so nice. kind. He, it's like he wanted to keep us there and just like mm-hmm. talk at us a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was like, I got to go, man. Yeah, I know, right? He was so nice. <laughs> he was so nice. Like listening to his stories and we, you know, we'd asked him if he had gotten uh, any chance to, to go into the city to get some food or if we asked if he'd been in New Orleans before. Mm-hmm. And he told us a story about how he had come out here um, a long time ago when he was almost like maybe a child. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess he was a part of some kind of uh, his family, like did some kind of variety show. Yeah, this would have been like in the seventies. Yeah, so it was whenever he was a kid. So, Um, but he did say that they all went to Bourbon Street or something like that. Was that him that said that? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. So they they went on Bourbon Street. He was like, "Oh, it was awful." I was like, "Why is it like? Why is that a place that people want to go to?" I was like, "Oh yeah." He was like, "It smelled like piss and." like vomit and i was like oh yeah cheap beer too he was like yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) those guys have got to be up there in age right i mean if they were doing voice acting for ninja turtles 35 years Uh, ago 37 years ago they're like all approaching 70 damn Mm -hmm. Um, still doing the contour yeah i mean you know (laughs) it pays next we We met mike was it townsend coleman michelangelo's voice Mm -hmm. actor also Mm -hmm. super nice yeah and he was wanting to know where to get gumbo Okay. We couldn't town. really like. Oh. Yeah, I feel like the thing is, especially with gumbo and people that come from out of town and ask specifically for gumbo. Gumbo is the kind of thing that someone cooks for you right. in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I feel like no restaurant really makes good gumbo. So gumbo yeah. shops in the name. Be okay. Yeah. Yeah, I still think like homemade gumbo. No, I don't. I don't disagree with you. Hundred percent. Yeah. We ended up recommending like. Um, I like New Orleans. Uh, Burgers and seafood, which is like a chain. It's, they're all over. But mm-hmm. their gumbo is their gumbo is really good. It tastes like my grandma's. Really good. Oh, so nice. like, yeah, okay. yeah, it's good. Um, not too like thick, you know, like how some gumbo can be like really almost really, like an etouffee. Yeah, yeah when you're like going into a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, theirs is good. But yeah, anyway, next we met Donnie. We met B- uh, Barry. 
but he was on the phone half the time because he was trying to change his flight because of the bad weather that happened oh, Monday. Oh, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he we didn't really get to talk to him too much. Right. And then um, Raph's voice actor was not there. He, that's correct. Initially, so we we're like, okay, we're going to go get some lunch. Mm-hmm. So we went and grabbed a little bit of lunch. We were gone for like 30 minutes maybe. Rob Not very Paulson. long. Rob Paulson, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His name and it was, was Barry Rob Gord- Paulson. B- Barry Gordon was, was Donatello's voice. So we get back. Uh, we get back and he I had a you. line and he was like, he wasn't behind his like booth signing stuff. He was like outside of the booth, like talking to people, <laughs> like, like very animatedly, like and... hugging, taking photos. Like I don't think he really cared if you had paid for the photos. I think he was like, "You want yeah. one? I'm <laughs> Come going. on, yeah." Um, but yeah, there was um, but there was an attendant at the end of the line, and we went to go get in line. And she was like, "Oh, sorry, the line's closed," <gasps> and I like. I almost started fucking crying right oh, there no. because that was to me that was the main reason why we went out there the, to meet all four yeah. Yeah. yeah and Steven had gotten his like set of Nika like all four turtles you know mm-hmm. he, he was getting it signed by all four of them so there's a, a big blank spot <laughs> Right on top of Raph. And I'm like, this this will not do. Mm-hmm. This will not do. I, so we stood there. I was like, okay, well, maybe like he might have some time. They, yeah. they were going to do a photo shoot like right after that. And it was like 20 minutes, like basically between when they had to be like in their photo shoot area and wh- while they were at their tables. So we we're like standing there, like, uh, like it, other it's people like it's too not were happen. like walking up trying to oh, get yeah. into this. And line. they kept getting turned away. Wow. Um, but since we had, like talk to the other like voice actors and also their agents as well and they had mm-hmm. been so nice to us we i well, i just went did. up i yeah. went up to one of them that i that seemed really kind mm-hmm. and i was like hey like this is what's going on like this is why we're here like is there any way that you could do something she's like uh let me go ask and she she left and asked the agent and i think that the other agent was like no i don't think it's gonna work because he takes a lot of time with people mm-hmm. so she came back she's like i really i don't think it's gonna oh, happen no. so i was like oh shit okay but then well, we're wondering like well like what about after photo yeah what about after the photo shoot mm-hmm. thing like is he gonna come back to his table because he was gone for a while from his table you know previously and they're like, no, he's like leaving. He's, he's flying out now. Oh, he's not even going to be here tomorrow. <laughs> I found out why. Why? There was an Animaniacs concert in Los Angeles the next day. Whoa, that's Whoa. so cool. And that's I want to go to an Animaniacs concert. <laughs> that's also why the other voice actor... Uh, for brain was not going to be at Fan Expo on Sunday because wow. oh. they were both flying to Los Angeles for this thing. Oh wow! So it was like it's it was looking like it wasn't going to happen. So, but I was like, no, we are going to stand here <laughs> until like if there's any slim chance, we're standing here. So I was like standing there with the big package of Ninja Turtles, <laughs> like the box, just holding it like lip quivering, looking as pathetic as possible because I was feeling as pathetic as possible. And I guess the agent that I had just spoken to, like, just kind of saw us still hanging back. And she went and talked to them again. And then she came out. She was like, get in line. Get in line right now. And we were like, what? Yeah, Thank you crazy. so much. So we did. We got to meet him. That's he awesome. He was like, I mean, Cam Clark was super nice. Rob Paulson is like the nicest, most genuine person. <laughs> Friendly person. Like I felt like I have known him for years. Yeah. Oh, wow. Listening yeah. to him talk. And we barely had maybe a minute or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, we, we so we did it. We got to, we got to meet all of those guys. Awesome. Which Do they you know, sound like the turtles? I didn't ask them to, you know, to, to talk. To do the voice. Yeah. They are such good voice actors that they have like their character voices that they like hold on to somewhere 
in there and they don't sound anything like I, didn't I will say think. Townsend as we were walking away said cowabunga in my Colangelo's voice <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I didn't ask you to do that, but that's so cool yeah, to hear it. So um, cute, so awesome. Didn't they all come back for Shredder's Revenge? Yes. Oh yeah, man, yeah. I could have had them. I didn't think about that. Like, I have yeah. nothing for eighty-seven turtles. Shit, I could have them sign my limited run game. Oh well, too late. Next time, uh, you know, they'll, Rhode they'll, Island. They'll all be in. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's, they'll all be in Alabama like next week. Oh, perfect. Let's Head on over to Alabama. That's not far. And the other reason we were really excited to go was because. Uh, Lord of the, the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, the all Hobbits. four of the Hobbits Sonic. were supposed to be there. Yep, Sonic. <laughs> Sonic. Exactly. That's right. Arabian Nights. Um, but <laughs> it's a wee game. But yeah, then it, we kind of found out Friday, I guess it was, mm-hmm. that Sean Austin. It was Saturday uh, morning. Or Saturday morning, yeah, that Sean Austin wasn't there. He was sick, He's yeah. Yeah. So um, then I wasn't as motivated to like <laughs> go get like a photo or like an autograph from them. Is he your whatever. favorite Hobbit? Yes. Oh, okay. It's all about that monologue in Two Towers. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Anyway, um, yeah, so but we did go to the panel and it was so oh, good. It was amazing. They are so fucking funny. <laughs> they oh, you were just crying laughing the whole time. And uh yeah, all of them said fuck a whole bunch and there were a bunch of kids, so I was like I was waiting for people to like get all pissy and like storm off. But no, they, they hear worse on the YouTubes. Great. Uh, Elijah Wood <laughs> came on stage. I, I think you had made a comment when he walked on stage because he looked like a middle school kid. <laughs> he did. He had his little backpack. He had like a backpack. <laughs> and not like a backpack that you just swing around your shoulder because you've got your stuff in it. It was like a little backpack that was like tightly yeah, like, like wrapped around his, you know, like it was just on his back. <laughs> I don't even packed, know if he took, you know? The, I don't know if he took it off. I guess he did. He did, like, as he was sitting down. It was very... It was like a little... Definitely, <laughs> like, a, a kid. It was wanna, so cute. I hope there was a Lunchable inside that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then we also, before that, we, we just kind of, like, walked into the Terminator panel. We oh, did, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah they were all there. there. There were a bunch of people from the first two Terminator. Yeah. And not the last four Terminator <laughs> movies. <laughs> just the first two ones. So, I don't know. Renee hasn't really seen uh, I haven't. No, all, I've never seen Terminator. But, Gotta go ask those. I really wanted to ask how uh, Sky played the Liquid Terminator. What's yeah, his name? that guy. He was there. I was like, Jim, how? How? Jim Terminator. How was it? How was it Terminator? learning all of the choreography for the Peacemaker opening? Oh, is that what he did? Did you not I, watch Peacemaker? I, I need to watch Peacemaker. Everyone watched Peacemaker. His name? I know, what is his name? Mm, if only we had the internet to find out. You know, the the isn't the worst thing about going to a convention like this. <laughs> The caliber of the questions that certain oh my people, because <laughs> uh, you know the, these panels are mostly people line up at microphones yeah. on on either end of the stage. They don't they don't screen them. Beforehand. There's no take a number system. <laughs> no, There's no like you know it's Ding. just yeah. <laughs> so you just walk up to the microphone and you just okay. So one of the one of the questions for the hobbits, this guy was like. Telling this sob story about how he drove like six hours. He drove hours, in from Houston. Oh. Sure. And he got okay. pulled over by a state trooper. Oh, and he like no. blew up flat. I don't know. He probably didn't do that. But um, so, just got here. Can I get a hug? Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. That's what he asked. He asked. <laughs> and so fast. They were like, no. Well, luckily, Damn. the moderator 
immediately like we, we shut that down. Can't do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Do you have a question? <laughs> there's not. We're not going to be doing that. There's it's not... like, oh well, my only question was if I could have a hug because okay, of well, all thank the you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he tried it again. It was like, oh, yeah. and then maybe he's oh, like, so I'll settle cringe. for a fist bump. Like, oh, no, dude, no. come on. So cringe. Mm, you blew it. You <gasps> had know, right? this opportunity because there were 25 people behind him in line that did not have a chance because the course was not enough time. Mm-hmm. I went. We went to uh, Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio were there for Daredevil, and you know they have a new series that's being developed and coming out later this year or next year. And the moderator was clearly like, "Do not ask anything about the new franchise. Like, don't ask anything about the series. We, we don't know, right? New stuff. We're not new talking stuff. about exactly. Mm-hmm. And like three of the questions were like, "Um, like, what are you excited about for the the changes in the new series?" And they're like, "We can't talk about." <laughs> That's like, who do you want to team up with in the MCU? <laughs> oh my got, God. Anyway, um, but no, I really, they need to, I don't know, screen some of these fucking questions that these random right. people shouldn't go up and ask. Because yeah, then, you're right. It's like a waste of time. It, there's only 45 minutes for these panels yeah. and those lines never get through and you just have nope. to sit there and suffer. They're all these dumbass questions. <laughs> also, the very last question in the Hobbits panel was something about Survivor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's, I, I know that Dominic Moynihan is that his name mm-hmm. uh, I think he's a fan of Survivor uh, okay. but they, these guys were not on Survivor to say, as far as I know like my, I would have maybe a lost question to say, not Penny's boat appropriate. Yeah. You know, I wonder how many people go up to him and like not Penny's boat on his hand I don't think you can touch him unless you pay him 50 bucks no you just hold it up oh yeah it I've him. never I only saw the first season of oh Lost oh my god all my references are not landing tonight sorry <laughs> give up <laughs> um, but yeah I mostly went with my mom because she really wanted to meet Charlie Cox who plays Daredevil and man uh, Daredevil charges a lot of money for an autograph and a picture really way more than his neighbor at his signing table Bruce Campbell whose line was like out the door through the hallway like you had to wait in line to get into the line that's crazy to buy the ticket to get into the line for him to sign your shit and he was always busy and he looked fly as fuck yeah he's always got those super (laughs) nice suits um yeah. yeah, and my mom was so excited. She gets, she's so funny. I love my mom. She, I think, is more excited to like just. There's a celebrity. Like there they are. <laughs> They're all right here. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's Rose McGowan. I know, right? right Randy Quaid's right there. There he is. There. So when I she thought got, he was like extradited out of the country. What? What? Real? What? Yeah. He saved America. Well, that was in a movie. Adam. Oh, I get confused that actors are not their characters and you can't ask questions directly to their characters because they're not real damn it hello boys <laughs> i'm back um but yeah it's so funny when you like pay all that money to take like the professional picture with whoever and it's literally like five seconds they're like yeah. all right come on come on take the picture snap out out yeah, next out, next out. it's just like so quick it's so weird yeah. like oh man it's such a fascinating thing because I've only been a couple times to like these, like the fan expo kinds, because it seems like the main draw, right, is just go meet the famous people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so wild. Like people were just like tread trolleys of stuff, which I'm sure they were totally keeping for themselves and not asking totally. to be made out to eBay. Um, I worry about that too. Like, I mean, I, would, I didn't really know what to say to these guys that's when all, I was, that, yeah, you know, right? waiting in the. the 
walking up to them and, and saying hello. It's because at best, if you meet them at their table, you get like thirty seconds to talk, maybe a minute. Oh, we got a lot more than that. Well, yeah, depending yeah. on who yeah. it is. But it's like, what do you say? Like, oh hi, I'm a big fan. Oh uh, yeah, that's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, I hear every fucking day. Get out, of here. you know, like. Jeez, I just stumbled in here. I don't know who you are, but here's seventy five dollars. Can you sign this pair of uh, socks that I have? <laughs> uh, <laughs> is your signature worth more than seventy five dollars? <laughs> nah, mine isn't. <laughs> But, you know, also all the other booths of all the pop figures and the crafts. And the... You know, I just like looking. I like walking around just looking. Yeah, no, absolutely. They had some... Did you go to the fudge booth? Did not go to the fudge booth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got a little sample. I, th- I thought it was really random and funny that there were actually four different Power Rangers there. But they were not with the guests signing stuff. They were like in the merch like that the like the oh like actual like they had a table were, with everything else like there were oh. like actors that were power yeah, rangers yeah. there mm-hmm. but, but they, they were, were not, not part of the guests they were just in like with the rest of the season 12 they were no babes. no it was <laughs> it was it was the second <laughs> yellow ranger oh whoa that's early the second pink ranger zeo yellow and turbo blue okay well no nobody season one no, nobody yeah. season one. Well, technically, well, technically, Cat was season one. Okay. Second Pink Ranger. Technically. Bulk and Skull bit. were not there. Well, no, but I did meet them at MechaCon like 10 years ago. I was ago. there. I know. They were hanging out in the bar with Bulk and Skull. Exactly. The music just plays everywhere <laughs> they go. That's my alarm every morning. Do you imagine? Somebody's alarm. I guarantee it. Maybe we should talk about some video games on this video game show. Yeah. Is that what we do? That is what we do here if you didn't know uh renee hey what you been playing oh my gosh i started that otome game that i got for christmas virche evermore and um yeah (laughs) (laughs) thanks neil um (laughs) and i just have to say this game whenever i started it uh i thought of the office quote you can't get diseases from a bird. <laughs> but yeah, so the um, this game takes place on like a very remote island, but there's like a city on this island. And there is this uh, disease that's kind of plaguing this place where everyone on the island dies by the age of 23 years old. Oh, rip Ooh. all of us. Very specific. <laughs> right? We're so dead. Um, and you die in a very terrible way. Oh, no. um, it They made the disease kind of sound like it was tuberculosis or something like that. So everybody dies of tuberculosis at age 23 on this island. But like something like 50 years ago, this guy washed up on the island and he was like, oh, I actually just so happen to have the technology to clone people. So um, was he was he under 23 as well? Uh, if you wash up on the island older than 23, do you just die? I wonder. Ooh. I actually don't know. That hasn't been explained. Uh-oh. Okay. But yeah, so like there are people on this island that have been cloned, so they've been living for a really long time. But if you're like, that's yeah, only really for the richies. If you're like super poor or if you're like a kid, <laughs> you're not going to get cloned mm-hmm. basically because like they can take like your memories basically and put them in a memory bank. And then once you die, they take your DNA and they clone you and then they put your memories into your body. And then you're like, Live okay. forever. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, so it's uh, the story like centers around this girl who is cursed that anyone that like interacts with her or is like friendly towards her or is just like basically like stands by her at the grocery store like fucking dies like early. Either it's from the disease or they just like just meet misfortune. Um, They get trapped in a burning house like all these things. So yeah, 
Do people um, think she's the one doing these things? Yes, Holy they do. Shit. So yeah, she's kind of ostracized, and she she lives at this. Um, I don't know. She she lives um, at an orphanage, basically. Like with... in Yakuza Three. Oh, there's an or- oh, in Yakuza Three. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Anyway, exactly like in Yakuza Three. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but yeah, so it's it's just kind of like following her story, and there's like um, this kind of like murder mystery going on, but it's very. It's super dark. It's definitely earned its M rating. Um, oh, it doesn't sound dark at all. Oh, no. It's no. Actually, actually very bright and sunshiny. Mm. Um, but it's really interesting. It's very, like, gothic horror, like, romance. It's, like, giving me Crimson Peak, but, like, I don't know, Otome game. Um, yeah, it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> I'm enjoying the tragedy. I've already like <laughs> gone through like the first bad ending where she like gets dragged into Hades. Like it's Whoa. great. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's what I've been playing. And um, it's been a great time. I highly, well, I speaking to if there's one person out there listening to this that's ever played, um, even if Tempest, um, Olympia Soiree, um, or Pio Fiore, those are all Otome games, um, you will love this game. And if you like to be sad, you'll love this game also. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's all I've been like jumping into. And we've been having a real cozy time while I play mm. my sad game on upstairs. <laughs> our in upstairs our, couch. Yeah, yeah. How many? endings are there there's a lot so it's also very interesting because in this game um they make you play through the worst ending first there's no way for you to get like the best ending like with a character like initially you always get the worst ending and then you can go through and get the ending that's a kind of better um but they're all really sad obviously because (laughs) this this world is things aren't looking up here so yeah sounds Bright it's and cheerful great. to start out this Seriously, 2024. It's like it's cold outside. It's winter time. The leaves are dead on the trees. Seasonal depression mm. is at all time highest. Why yeah. not just really like lean into that? Yeah, be real sad, <laughs> real fucking sad. It's so good. Uh, Neil, yeah, what you been playing? Oh, a couple of things. Mm-hmm. You know, one I've uh, one games I, I've been playing it. Some may say game of the some, a, a game of the year Whoa. some may say some no. may say still continuing on with ff16 but um pretty sure i'm getting close to being done with that have all the icons that mm-hmm. like the menu shows you know so definitely getting close game definitely feels like um you know like it like the metal gear rising of final fantasy i guess even so though the no. best final fantasy game <laughs> ever made is this one well, is what you're saying um not quite that. Uh, <laughs> just more in terms of how over the top it is. I, okay, yeah. I, Metal Gear's pretty over the top. Yes. yes. I mean, Final Fantasy is, is too yeah. over the top in a to lot be of fair. ways. But yes. this one just like, you know, in the action sequences and all the cinematic stuff they do and how they make you interact with it and stuff like that. So, um, But man, I'm the, the story, like I've said before on this podcast, is just really good. And it seems like it's getting to a point to where like, this game really is probably just going to end really good. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of have a feeling I know what's going to happen, which makes me more interested in the DLC. Oh. Um, which supposedly takes place like during the game. That's kind of what I mean. Like, so yeah, the uh, 
I feel like I, I don't know anything about the DLC, but I feel like it's going to have to be stuff that takes place before it ends. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, this game's getting wild. Yeah, and it's just cool, like how they're actually like explaining a lot of stuff that like seems weird and crazy when it's like going on, and you're like, oh, is this this typical Square thing where um, lots of adjustments going on <laughs> over here? Uh, you know, it's just gonna be like fantasy and like you just have final, to, yeah, the final <laughs> one, and you're just gonna have to like don't take it so seriously, don't think about it, it's magic. But it's just cool how they like explain everything. Mm. It's kind of cool, but um, but yeah, other than that. I started playing another game that some may call Game of the Year. Uh, I finally broke down and bought Alan Wake 2. Some would say that's one of the best games of 2023. Never heard of it. (laughs) (laughs) Man, uh, I don't even think I've gotten close to like some of the crazy like gameplay elements you Mm -hmm. all are talking about that take place in this game. What chapters are you in? I guess it depends on what you consider a, like would you consider like that opening prologue a chapter it's very distinguishable yeah okay so five okay i'm like the second alan wake chapter okay going through like the subway and shit like that okay yeah yep. oh, that's nice okay i remember yeah i remember we were i was at that yeah. part we were talking about that that was so, right that was right before i was like i don't get this game this game isn't very like uh. yeah like I, I no, I'm loving it. This is like kind of like the first real like putting puzzles together and using the environment to kind of mm-hmm. like you know manipulate things and figure out how to progress. Yeah, I really that, um, that was very enjoyable. Like so, yeah, I'm, I'm starting account. to get into the meat of it. But man, holy shit! Um, <laughs> like in terms of games looking real, like right. this is very arguably like the most incredible looking game to date made. I was like, again, this close for best style for game of the year on this game. Like, like there's so many moments where I cannot tell what is in-game graphics and what is FMV and like yeah. what is going on. And man, just the whole tone of this game, I love how it feels just like... <laughs> you ever watched like an old movie, but it's been remastered in like 4K60. So it's like, it kind of just feels like you're looking at a movie set like that illusion of it kind of being like because it like looks too good it just Mm -hmm. looks like too good like this game kind of does that um but in like such a good way like this game's really good (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and you haven't even gotten to any of the good parts yet (laughs) yeah and i would uh, say the game starts yeah like right away with nightingale and i'm Mm -hmm. like why am I this naked dead guy? Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess you don't know he's dead yet. Yeah. Yet. But I mean, immediately mm-hmm. this game had its hooks in me. But I think it's just um, kind of cool how. Um, did y'all did y'all play American Nightmare? The like ah, DLC? Mm-hmm. No, I, I I would I need to. Okay, so in that the whole like story of that was. Alan rewriting things to try to get out of the dark place. Right, that's right. Yeah. So it's just funny how like years later they've now made a game where like instead of that being the element that's told to you, it's like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And man, this this game, yeah. Playing Remedy games, this game just kind of like it feels like it makes sense. Yeah. With it being like um their breakthrough. It really is because I restarted control this past week after finishing Alan Wake 2 mm-hmm. and Control came out in what 19 18 sounds about right 
And I'm playing like the 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 PS5 slight up-res version. It's a 2019 game. Ultimate edition. The ultimate edition. Even like the 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 character models look better, but it the, the faces still look rough. Mm-hmm. The animation when they're talking still looks rough, right? And it's night and day once you get to Alan Wake because yes, it, the environments look great. The FMB like blends really well, but like when the characters talk to each other, it doesn't look yeah, the like the motion bad. capture they did in that game is mm-hmm. it's insane. Like how it just doesn't look like video game animation. It, it looks like the people moving around. There's only like a couple times in Alan Wake Two when it's the FMV, and you can tell the actor for Alan Wake is not the one talking. Yeah. There's there's a couple times where you can tell that's a little off, but when it's like the game, you can't because obviously it's programmed with his voice. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, like yes, whether it's in game graphics or the FMB, both look great when it comes to the characters interacting and, and acting like with their facial expressions and features. Yeah. But man, it's just it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's really fucking good. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, I, I'm not even in the meat of it yet. No, I'm, yeah, I'm excited you're, you're playing through it because we need to put some time on the books for a spoiler cast because I was so excited when I beat it to gush about it, but I also wanted to keep it a secret about what, you know, would leave with game of the year. So mm-hmm. now that we're we're past that, uh, yeah, I really want to like get together and I'll, I'll talk about it finally. I know I was super late to the party. But uh, you know, better late than never. Because yeah, hell of, hell of an experience. Only the cool kids show up late. <laughs> exactly <so>. right. <laughs> Fashionably late for Alan Wake too. But no, I'm glad, I'm glad you're enjoying it. And and like I said, at least for me, you haven't even gotten to where like the game really like I mm-hmm. it really took off and I started liking it. Yeah, I guess it's one of those like I don't really play a lot of horror games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess this, I mean, it's kind of less horror. I guess more like psychological. Yeah, but, man, it's, it's just like I just like when a game can be good enough that a genre I typically would just mm-hmm. avoid is like hooked enough and done really well. Yeah, it was always really eerie. The only thing that got me were all like the like the Oh yeah. The face like the the, yeah. the jump scares or the, the yeah. cuts on the on the screen when I'd they I'd say pop the up. only thing that kinda like sucks about this game is I learned very quickly I shouldn't play this in front of my three year old. Oh no. So I'm like limited on when I can play it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that that's my that's the one bad thing. Yeah. It is it is rated M for mature. <laughs> So I didn't see it on the box. At least wait until he's six. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, just send him down to the corner store to get your cigarettes, and then you could play it while he's walking to the bodega. And then you know it's like a forty minute. So you got forty minutes you can play. Wait, go go get my cigarettes. Send him to get your cigarettes. Uh, no, yeah, now now I feel now I get to feel like John Michael and Stephen have felt the past few months because now it's like yes, now I get to live through you and yeah. your first experience with Alan Wake too. Um. But yeah, like I said, I, I, I restarted Control um, because of enjoying Alan Wake 2 so much. And I think I've now got, I mean, I only played a couple hours, but I think I've gotten to the part where I stopped four years ago. And it's so funny now because reading just some of few of the transcripts, so many things are setting up and referencing stuff that happened in Alan Wake 2. Nice. Like, not that I would probably remember these logs from this game, you know, when I was playing Alan Wake, but it's like, this could have led to so much because it's following all the, like, all the same rules that they established in that game. Uh, so that's really neat, obviously, how they tied uh, these two games together. Um, Shit, maybe that's the way... Like you should play Remedy games because, like, in some <laughs> Remedy games, order, like, like <laughs> yeah, because like in like Quantum Break, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's so like a lot of Remedy stuff is like you find these manuscripts or notebook pages yeah. or all this kind of stuff. And you have to read a ton of stuff to like 
you know, which is fine, but sometimes it's like, I don't feel like reading, so I kind of like it skim exhausting. it and get through. But like, man, if you've like played Alan Wake 2 and then like <laughs> play everything backwards, <laughs> it's like maybe more interesting <laughs> since you know what it's setting up. So you kind of like stay engaged more. What's funny to me about Quantum Break is like my main problem with that game was, again, the combat wasn't great. And towards the end of the game, it was just like cheating like it wasn't it was so difficult that it wasn't fun hmm. but i think back now i wonder if that game had like a difficulty slider mm-hmm. that i could have like hid because i really think most of my enjoyment from alloy 2 came from playing on the story difficulty and not being ridiculously frustrated with a lot of these yeah. combat mechanics and just being able to focus on like yeah. the exploration the story and you know understanding the mystery of what's going on that's yeah that's crazy because like I, I i mean i don't remember i remember enjoying the combat in quantum break but mm-hmm. i I don't recall. There it was just to be a difficulty option. It was just sure. cover shooter and like time power and then yeah. gun yeah. and then time power and slow down and gun. Yeah. 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 It was one of those games like once you, like there was enemy types mm-hmm. and once you figured out the pattern to kind of take them down, that's yeah. what you did. But, Remember when Quantum Break was going to be a TV show? It was when you played Quantum Break. Kind of no, but it was, it was supposed to be like a outside yeah. oh, like of continuing after yeah. the game or like you watch like the expanse remember that interesting is that it the expanse anyway two characters from quantum break are definitely in alan wake 2 they just have different names oh yeah Iceman and warlandor who was oh. martin some other name <laughs> and a different actor but he right. passed away lance reddick yeah yeah, you, yeah i really feel like lance reddick would have played warlandor oh yeah in alan wake 2 can he sing could, could he sing probably had a beautiful voice. i'm sure he, sure he could yeah <laughs> Uh, and then I've also been continuing my adventures in Yakuza 6. Uh, that game goes places. Like, they all do. And, again, it's funny watching everyone refer to Kiryu as an old man and a grandpa <laughs> when he just looks like Kiryu did you say, always does. Did you say this one's back? Uh, like, how many styles does this one have in it? Uh, just the one. Just the one? Right now. Same as two. Or so similar is to one two. like the outlier, like Where the one that one's it the seems only one that way. That has like four of them. Yeah. Although you know, playing through Kwame, I really would mostly do the rush style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, until some of the bosses, uh, when I had a weapon that you know wouldn't fall. Then apart. you switch to the yellow one. Yeah. Which is mm-hmm. like the beast one. The beast mode. Mm-hmm. When you have like a, an item that doesn't degrade, because yes. there's a couple of weapons in in, in Kwame that do not break, mm-hmm. and then you <clears> just beast mode it up. <laughs> but otherwise, rush style was like my go-to in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so until you get certain abilities with the and you didn't and drag, do this, no with, with Majima forever yeah, or everywhere mm-hmm. doing all the Majima stuff because mm-hmm. then it, the game becomes completely broken mm-hmm. uh, once you get certain abilities with Dragon Style. Does that transfer over into like the new game plus? Like, yeah, like so you don't have to unlock all that again. No, yeah, you don't have to do that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember, but did you ever beat that like secret boss in Kiwami? Yes. Oh, you did. Yeah that 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 guy oh yeah <laughs> he's in every he's the secret boss in every yakuza mm-hmm. game there's a I, secret I, boss yeah. in every yakuza game it's the same yeah. guy is it just majima Kor? no oh. it's like this weird looking bald dude mm-hmm. oh, okay and it, it's not fun it's <laughs> not fun at all he's even in the uh fist of the north star game whoa <laughs> even though none of the yakuza characters are in that game but that boss is in that he game. just shows up yeah and in six, there is no Majima Kora. There's this other guy who just wants to show up around town and try to challenge me in Majima fights. Majima Shao Kahn. I think Majima's in jail or something. Oh, at the end know. of the game, he takes off his human mask. <laughs> and it's just, it actually was him. It was me. Uh, yeah, I was, you know, every other game, Majima's in and out of jail. I think he's in jail in this one. I can't remember, though. 
But he's not available right now. You know, Majima Everywhere was added to Kwame. That wasn't in the original game. Oh, really? It was a Kwame like uh, exclusive. Did he do, did he still just pop up and want to fight you in the original one, or no. that or that whole entire mechanic? That entire mechanic is new to Kwame. In the original oh, wow. game, he only showed up in the story sequences oh. that involved him. <laughs> sure. So it's like he wasn't the parking cone or the nope, cop none or of the... that. <laughs> so like throughout the series, did like his legacy evolve into like where that adding in them adding that into Kwame like made sense I, I think it all just after zero I mean did Kwame come out after zero no Kwame came out before zero I don't know I don't know the answer to your question hmm. betting it was the Fujoshis I'm just saying <laughs> which are women that like to like pair up like you know gay like ships so mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so Kiryu yeah. and Majima. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sure they were like, <gasps> Didn't we Majima-san is so cute. Talk with someone recently that confirmed that that subculture is what kept King, King of, of Fighters, Fighters yes. alive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> People making like gay ships is what... Yes. Pe- oh my- in the like 90s. Dojin, like because girls buy shit. <laughs> Mer- like merchandise. Merchandise. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was... Like during, I don't know, I guess King of Fighters 96 was in development and it was like at some kind of like show and it wasn't doing well. And like all the developers just weren't feeling like, I don't know, very hyped about the feedback that they were getting. But all all of their female fans were like, (laughs) it's so good. And they like heard that and they felt like you know, empowered that like, well, we're making this game for somebody. Yeah. So, so yeah, funny. they had the strength to nice. carry on. And it was, yeah, it was a tweet from one of the developers recently that was like, yeah, it was Fujoshi's that, <laughs> that kept us going, like making King of Fighters. So, uh, yeah. Yes. Yakuza Zero did come out before Kiwami. It was five. And then three years later, it was zero. Kiwami, six. Kiwami, two. Yeah. So, I mean, the zero... <clears throat> being as popular as it was kind of helped like kick it, it back in the fan into... girls it was the fujoshis <laughs> guarantee it thank you fujoshis <laughs> um so yeah I'm, I'm working my way through that still trying to get caught up for the new game which i won't because that comes out in like two fucking weeks well you could just wait a few weeks to play it oh well, yeah but i still have to finish six or maybe play seven you can play Gaiden. eight then when you play seven go back in time you'll see what it's setting up <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's that's all I've been playing. Let's before we move into news, we can take a trip back in time with Retro Rewind. Um, it's a game that I don't know. Probably half this table has very fond memories of back in the day. Of course, I'm talking about NFL Streets, which came out on January 13th, 2004, <laughs> on the PS2, Xbox, and the GameCube. So NFL Street, of course, is like the next spinoff from EA Big following the success from the NBA Street franchise. And it was like this weird hybrid between that and like Wannabe Blitz. Yeah. But we couldn't do Blitz because that was owned by someone else. And like NFL doesn't like violence anymore. Nobody was really making Blitz at that time. It would be a couple mm-hmm. of years later, you know, Midway made made another blitz the game, league yeah blitz league. no there's no nfl right mm-hmm. this was like the era where where those arcade style sports games from acclaim and uh, activision and midway were like not they were like falling off of popularity mm-hmm. the ea especially i guess with ssx at ps2 mm-hmm. launch. yeah 
EA big, man. I, I still don't know what happened to those guys, and I wish they could all where, somehow where come back they? because all those games... Maybe it was just that era, like that early aughts era, era. But yeah, like... Because you're right. A lot of those games were more of like the arcade action-style sports, and yeah. we don't have that now. It's just the casino simulations. That's all it is. I would, And I loved... I played sports games all the time mm-hmm. uh, as, as a youth. Um, and I and I don't now because I don't want all the bullshit. Mm-hmm. I just want a, an enjoyable, fun. Like I'll pop right. in Blitz on sixty four, and I, like we'll have a party. Yeah, exactly. And play that for hours. Mm-hmm. And Still, I, you know. And NFL Street never really captured that same energy of Blitz, but it did have that style that NBA Street had, and they tried to incorporate. And- yeah, and just like I'm gonna, I'm gonna like throw the ball behind my back to do a pass or like jump off the wall and throw it, try to have the trick moves in with football where it comes more natural to basketball, right? But they yeah. try to do stuff where they're like figure eight or go behind the back when they catch it to do more like fancy things. And yeah, I think it just like feels at home with something like basketball because yeah. it's like we have stuff like the Harlem Globetrotters mm-hmm. and stuff. So we see all these crazy... So it's like them just kind of like elevating Football's that. not really about tricks that maybe you don't yeah. flip into the end zone or something when where you're about like, to score. Yeah, when you put Street up against Blitz, it's like, man, we've already seen this. Mm-hmm. But not as- Without all of the fun yeah. like late hits and cartoon <laughs> tomfoolery that... Pile drivers. Aren't, yeah. Isn't acceptable Suplexes. anymore. You could suplex and blitz. <laughs> but of course, the NFL Street, just like in, in uh, NBA Street, you can create your own player and go through like a league and, and all that stuff which i always enjoyed because yeah. i was fifth 14 15 years old and prime age for that yeah i i mean you know i played mostly nba street i did play the first nfl street mm-hmm. and uh yeah you know i had i had fun with it it you know it was kind of like one of those games that was you know not great but kind of like i'll mention there wasn't really a blitz there wasn't mm-hmm. anything really like that and if you wanted arcade football, the seven, football sevens yeah. on seven on seven, you know. Yeah. But did those games have online play? Because, you know, the PS2 was what you could play games like that online at that time. I don't remember Xbox if NFL said. Street did. I don't think the first one did, but I'm trying to see if any of like the subsequent ones, because there are three of these. I only thought there were two. I learned there's a third one Wait, today. When did the third yeah. one come out? I didn't. It came out in uh, November of 2006. I never played these games, but I sold. We we sold so many copies. A lot of these games. Yeah, yeah. Took uh, in it, so many pre-owns and on P- PSP. Like we sold so <laughs> oh, much yeah. NFL Street on PSP. I had it on the PSP. The only way yeah. I would know if like this game came out is show me the spine. <laughs> I know yeah. by the spot. Does NFL Street 3 have the red box? It's Chad Ochocinco, so it's, it's like orangey. Yeah. yeah. And then the second game, it's like blue, bought like a blue box. Well, it's uh, Exhibit, and it's, um, what was his name? Jeremy Shockey, maybe, with the New York Giants. He's got oh, a blue yeah, shirt on. Right there. Yeah, yeah, blue shirt. And then the first one was Ricky Williams when he was with right. the Dolphins. Yeah, Not with the guy. Saints. Um, you know, he got run out of the league for smoking pot. Can't do that. He's just 20 years too that. early. Yep. Yep. You um, should rejoin the NFL. <laughs> it's funny, uh, you know, off off mic humor. Uh, Resident Evil Four also came out this week. Oh, that's in two thousand five. What, what I was playing on the GameCube. Uh, GameCube had a lot of releases that week. It the, did. So it's uh, when we were when we were putting the show together. <laughs> I was like, hey, do we talk about this game enough with Resident Evil Four? You know, I pre-ordered. I, I was working at Gameware. Uh, at that time, but mm-hmm. I pre-ordered Resident Evil 4 upstairs at GameStop. 
Uh oh. Because they gave away this demo disc. Mm-hmm. I still have the demo disc. Me too. Right? Yeah. So in the demo disc was the village sequence. Oh. And you could just like play that over yeah. and over and over. Is that what? Didn't they put a demo out for, for a remake? Was it that again? Uh, probably. Yeah, yeah, yep, it was, so. yeah, it was yeah. the same thing. That's but fun. It, I, but not on a disc. Right. Now, <laughs> I canceled my pre order after I got my demo disc. So got well, my five bucks uh, back. I will say I did not because I got the collector's oh yeah ten the, the edition ten, yeah. the weird 10 one you know the ps2 version which came out like eight months later mm-hmm. has a legitimate steelbook and it's one of those steelbooks that That's i wish nice i wish they still made steelbooks like this okay because it's this, like that dark midnight blue it is yeah, yeah. and it's, really it's a cool. beautiful steel those old steelbooks i really prefer this and you, you might think this is crazy but the older steelbooks like on the back of the box mm-hmm. it's a steelbook still but it looks like a box. regular game box. Mm, right. So it's got yeah. all the normal stuff that... Mm-hmm. And now Steelbooks, and for, for the, I feel like the most of the time Steelbooks have been around, the back of, a, of most Steelbooks is just like blank. Yeah, and now we're moving to a, some of the Steelbooks I'm getting. The spine is blank. Yeah. And so I, hate, like, that drives, right? I hate that so much. That's no. terrible. Like, like some of them have at least the game name, but yeah. Like, yeah, come on, guys. That's one of the things like... Like reversible covers used to do the same thing. Like where like the back yeah. of the reversible cover was still like it was still just a normal box with the spine yes. and everything. yeah, with yeah. the spine and everything, the the system logo. And now it's like they're not like that anymore. It's so just art on the back. Yeah, it's you like, really well, I don't want to show that. Can't really flip that <laughs> yeah. around because mm-hmm. then on the back there's nothing anyway. Exactly. This is nitpicking. Really. <laughs> yeah. I think the last steel book I remember getting in that style that I liked was uh, Tales of um, was a 360 Vesperia. Vesperia. Yeah. Also, I know it's. Not matte, but like that steel book in particular, the Resident Evil Four one. I remember too. Like I like it because it's not a glossy one. Yeah, like it. It, yes. it is yeah. like that's a, right. It, it is almost like a matte. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like a matte yeah. finish to it, to where it's like mm-hmm. you don't get fingerprints and stuff all over it. It's so good. Mortal Kombat Armageddon has the same style. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was the chainsaw controller for the GameCube, or is that the PS2 version? For, you could have it both. for both. Both ways, baby. <laughs> yeah. I we did you do you have. <laughs> The chainsaw controller. This is a this is a sore <gasps> subject. It's a bit of a sore subject because we had stacks of them. Oh no! Okay. They're so cheap. They were like twenty five dollars. We had we had a distributor that had them in a warehouse, I guess, for fifteen dollars cost, sixteen dollars mm-hmm. cost. So I was like, I'll take six six of them, and we had them in the window at GameWare's entrance, and I feel like we had them for a good while. We did, yeah, because I think we had to move them from the entrance to like on top of one of those displays. Yeah. You know, like sometimes we'd pile stuff up and they were collecting dust. They literally were. Oh, no. Collecting <laughs> And they were like $25. And you didn't pick yeah. one up? Nope. It's the only, it's the, it's the one regret. The one thing that mm-hmm. I wish I picked up during it, the retail it, days. It didn't do anything. Other sure, than just be play, shaped like a play chainsaw. Right. Like there was it no made, motion. There was no like, I'm no. a chainsaw. It, it made chain, no, it did. It made chainsaw sounds. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You could pull a little ripcord. Yes. Is there even a chainsaw in Resident Evil 4? Yes. Not not that you can use. Oh, okay. But the yeah. Dr. Salvador has okay. a chainsaw. Mm-hmm. That's like the first guy you meet in the, the village. With mm-hmm. the, he's like not a boss, but... He's the first guy that you put a few bullets into and you're like, wait, he's not dead? <laughs> oh, yeah. no! What yeah. In, in Remake, it's so weird like how they have like his eyes. Yes. Like, so on that, They look like they're on the outside of the bag. Well, <laughs> so like, let's talk about that briefly. Why do you think he has a bag over his head? Oh. I think his head doesn't exist anymore. Oh. I think, Too many chainsaw tricks. I think under that head, <laughs> he's gone like like sprouted mode. You know how like oh, midway yeah, through yeah. the game, oh, your yeah. the heads, the characters' yeah, heads. It's pop like oh, not yeah. shit more. Comes out. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my in my opinion, Doctor Salvador put a bag over his head to cover it up to cover up all that shit, mm-hmm. all the like the worms and snakes and stuff coming out of his. Yeah, head. yeah, that's fair. And it's because you can kind of see his eyeballs yeah. like in the remake. You can see just just like yeah, like they don't look like they're they're attached to a and head and debris. It doesn't look like it, they're you like don't have skin protecting <laughs> yourself. So you got to put a bag yeah, over it over, over the meat over your meat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Resident Evil Four. Some would say. The might, best game of all time. Might be one of the best games ever made. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some news. Is Tetris one of the best games ever made? Yes. Yeah. It took... Uh, when did Tetris come out? Like 30 40 years? years or more. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 33 years. But yes, uh, a 13-year-old has hit the very first NES Tetris kill screen, which many have thought was not possible a lot of articles are going around calling this their, they beat the game. You know, you didn't beat games back then really, but mm-hmm. once you got to the end of the code and you got a kill screen, the game just ended. So, um, yes, a 13-year-old kid finally did this. It was like right after New Year. Take that, Billy Mitchell. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> a lot of people thought it was previously impossible because once you get up to that many lines level 29 it's it starts going so fast you almost can't see it and it's so yeah. once you get to that that speed of gameplay you actually can't by pressing left or right you can't move the blocks all the way to the left or the right mm-hmm. they fall so to, fast just yeah because they're falling too fast so you can only kind of move them partially but there's two years ago there was like a new method of playing this game which it's like tapping the underside of the NES controller. I think it like double hit or something. Yeah. So oh, it's the only slick. way you can, you can get it to like roll the blocks. <laughs> I'm not a high level Tetris player. I think this, this entire story is fascinating. Because also you have to like get to that point with having very minimal lines already because if you have too many lines, yeah, it falls too fast and you just, yeah, it stacks yeah. up to the top and you lose. Mm-hmm. As someone who played a lot of Tetris Effect, which got to higher levels and very difficult, still obviously nowhere near what these no. high level high level pros and, and people play. It's It's crazy seeing how just fluid like people at that level of Tetris play that game. Why do you think some people's reactions to the stories like this are are um, venomous that it, are like go outside oh. child? Like it's because, not 1992. I'd say it's, it's still child and video game and that's what <laughs> old people's brains and, are still word association you, for. Someone 13 actually accomplished something. <laughs> some of these people reporting this yeah. are not old. They're like people that were born in the 90s that are like when, after this game would have come out yeah, 34 years ago. Yeah, they're still sounding like this isn't this is not the kind of dialogue mm-hmm. that, that this is like antiquated uh, re- reaction to yeah. these types of stories perpetuating this very antiquated like yeah. idea of mm-hmm. that so yeah go touch grass kid I mean <laughs> it, it, it took him 29 minutes to do this so he, he could easily go outside and touch a grass blade if he wants to <laughs> in between Tetris sessions <laughs> I still need to watch this it's like on this. video right I think it has yeah, to yeah be, I'll have yeah. to watch yeah. it yeah, I think he, he streams so because yeah. I've watched stuff like people playing uh Tetris in the arcade, you know, on like Grandmaster, Grandmaster. mode, and like mm-hmm. that stuff's moving so fast. Like Adam said, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's moving so fast, like you can't even see it dropping really. It's so it's like people are almost. literally just playing this game by looking at what comes next and yeah. just knowing where, mm-hmm. like, where to put it. I know in Grandmaster Tetris, once you hit credits, um, you can continue to play the game, and but the, the you do not see the block. Yeah, they're like invisible. It's, it's literally invisible. 
Um, That's cool. During a Games Done Quick, they had some like master Tetris players come in there and do that kind of stuff. And yeah, you you know what block is there? Yeah, because it's, it's at the bottom, and then it goes back up. You know, because you see the preview block, but then it's mm-hmm. it's just invisible. Like how do how do they like play test that kind of crap before the game comes out to know like oh this works? Yeah, they put a special glasses on. <laughs> and you see an outline of all the blocks. <laughs> Well, those are the uh, the blue and the red, you know, three D glasses. So you think it like takes someone like crazy to like play a mode like that? Like, you think those people are yeah, how do they make play it? testing games? <laughs> but yeah, this player who's uh, goes by Blue Scuddy, B L U E S C U T I, reached the game's kill screen after a forty minute, fifteen hundred and eleven line performance. So, so cool. That is really cool. So cool. I bet say considering that those never could never be done. Thirty four years, right? Yeah. Nineteen eighty nine is when NES Tetris came out. Only so. computers and AI could do it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> suck it. What computer? <laughs> What's the name of that guy in the tall tale we learned in school who like built the railroads faster than the machine? Didn't he have a name? Um, John Henry. Henry. That's it. That's it. Modern day John Henry. Right. <laughs> tall tales. <laughs> Um, this news, it's probably not relevant or important to anyone, but me, no. uh, NFL Street 4, yeah, <laughs> man, <laughs> and it doesn't matter. It's more business news anyway. It has nothing to do with the game, but I'll play a lot of Marvel Snap. Uh, its future has been kind of in question because Second Dinner, the developer was, uh, Marvel Snap was previously published by Newverse, which is China, and they'd been cutting and moving out of the game space. We talked about that about a month ago on here. Well, Second Dinner, who is the Marvel Snap developer, just secured a $100 million investment for Series B funding. Awesome. I've always liked First Lunch. And <laughs> How do you think, like, if you were part of that development studio mm-hmm. and you're going out trying to get people to invest, it's mm-hmm. a lot of pressure. I know, right? These are a lot of, like, dinners. You're going, you're, you know, you're you're meeting with people face-to-face. Maybe a second you're, dinner. Second, <laughs> second, third dinner, maybe. I cannot imagine, uh, A, the the level of nervousness <laughs> and pressure leading up to that, and then, B, the the excitement uh, and just, like, the... Uh, it, that it has to be an amazing feeling to like to let your studio know that, that we, we did it, mm-hmm. that we got mm-hmm. this money. Because this not only allows them, obviously, to keep supporting and developing Marvel Snap for years to come, but also allows them to start work on a second IP and a second game to make. DC Snap. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, they're, 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 snap. <laughs> the investment came from Griffin Gaming Partners. Mirage? <laughs> yeah, Mirage. Mailing Ninja Turtles. Oh, that's Ever Mirage. heard of it? Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> Sandman? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I like this... <laughs> I like Marvel Snap. I love Marvel Snap. I'm glad to see it's going to be able to continue taking my time and my money. I don't play it anymore, Mm. but I loved playing it when I did. We're getting to the part now where all the new cards that are coming out are all these, like, characters i've never even heard of puck oh like the movies yeah <laughs> hawkeye uh yeah hawkeye who the fuck man? is that guy who's this iron man? Wants iron man people want wolverine oh you know i wonder something okay marvel snap mm-hmm. so there's a battle pass i'm yeah. guessing yeah. yeah is there like uh a function where you can pay like a specific amount of money and every day that you log in it'll give you like a certain amount of like uh currency or whatever uh, you get 50 credits every day. 
Okay, but you don't have but, to pay to like get the 50 credits? No, no, that part's free. Okay. And they'll do like events like they just did for the New Year's where if you log in every day for these 10 days, here's some credits or some gold or a card back. There was a thing like that in Ever Crisis. Mm. Like you pay, like they had like monthly subscription kind of things. And just, it was like you would get this, all this in-game item currency stuff every day mm-hmm. if you paid this seven ninety nine. No, like, I don't know. Marvel Snap has kind of predatory economy it's mostly as most of the stuff is the cards or the skins or whatever and everything is ridiculously overpriced yeah i feel like that's just like expected in mobile games and it now. sucks because like the, the core <laughs> gameplay of marvel snap without that bullshit is really fun mm-hmm. right but like as any mobile game it, it it lives and breathes by its economy yeah yeah and i i wonder they've been a lot more predatory and aggressive with their pricing lately but i feel like a lot of these games have been just as Last year, we saw so many layoffs in the industry and, and, and money being down. I don't know if it was them, especially with the news with them losing publisher of Newverse. Like, they've been really trying to get people's mm-hmm. money. I don't know if they've been trying to, like, do it to survive in these, like, unknown times. So I'm maybe hoping, optimistic, that since they now have secured this investment, they can more focus on, like, creative and making, like, continue making a great game and the economy can take a secondary position right as opposed to being like the main thing I but like that's the way business no it's, it isn't i guess i'm trying to be optimistic here sure, but yeah. i mean same with fortnite fortnite's been like raising prices on v bucks raising prices on the stuff you get and just like throwing a lot more licensed stuff in your face just trying to tempt you with with more things trying to bring in more money so a lot of these companies are hurting and trying to get that money back but it, it's always that tough that's what makes me want to play mobile games so tough because they there's a lot of great games out there, but well, the way a lot of like developers like hinder Fortnite it. We're more open about that. Like, mm-hmm. hey, we're raising the price of V Bucks, but like the point of that is because we want to bring like even more licensed stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. The reason that I bring that up even is um, it's not like news. Not that I've seen it like on any websites really uh, or talked about, but. Uh, two weeks ago, uh, China passed like some new legislation about mm-hmm. like um, just I don't know these predatory like gotcha games and stuff like that. That mm-hmm. they're like limiting like specifically, and the reason that I asked that they they're doing away with any games like allowing uh, for you to pay something, and that encourages you to log in every day to reap the rewards of what you mm, paid mm-hmm. so that it keeps you logged in like you know for a 30-day stint or a 40-day stint so that you can log in and get that. Now the legislation says that you have to give that all up front. Uh, and there was like pages and pages of other rules as well just to protect the consumer. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if... if you know, the people who made Marvel thought that they were getting snapped. Um, <laughs> Marvel <that, laughs> If they, uh, you know, ice cream place. <laughs> if, you know, like just the company that was infusing them with cash, like mm-hmm. was pulling back because could, they knew yeah. that they weren't. Because they weren't able to use yeah. anymore. No, that's a great point. So, I, I do remember seeing that legislation pass. I, I wasn't following it too closely. I thought I remember also reading a follow-up. They were maybe backing off on some of that because of mm-hmm. the hits. A lot of these companies, obviously we're taking so it's like yes let's protect the people but capitalism still going to come in there even if it uh, is china, china. <laughs> yeah okay yeah, yeah they're definitely a capitalistic society sure like. yeah i'll <laughs> i'll see what other what i can i don't know glean but that, from that. but that makes sense right like why new would want to dip out of gaming completely because now yes yeah. putting that together they maybe saw they that, that coming in passed. yeah exactly yeah and they were like oh we're not going to make any money so bye 
Um, have but you yeah. seen any real changes in like uh, like Genshin or anything since since with that? Because I know that's developed by a Chinese company. Yeah, yeah, Hoyoverse. Um, I haven't seen any yet. Um, there's a lot of speculation of like they might have to change things because specifically like there's um, something that you can pay for in the United States at least it's five dollars mm-hmm. and every day that you log in for 30 days you get like an amount of gems basically ah, okay um, encouraging you to keep logging you, in yeah, yeah because if you don't log in you, you lose, lose your it. money yeah. so um, and it costs you know different amounts in, in every country but it's it's genuinely like it's a really good deal mm-hmm. but the legislation is like that they're going to have to do away with something like that would they change that here if it changed in China I think they would change it everywhere it's probably one of those things that would be easier to just change it in the game as opposed to mm-hmm. having different versions for different regions maybe well, but... plus if VPN would true if, if you didn't yeah. have the same features plus then you'd have to segment your world know, right because you then... know I didn't know if like those virtual stores in these games in different countries are like different entities that they can rework them separately yeah I'm not sure but I'll I'll do a little bit more research for next week and mm-hmm. I'll have have a bit more info about that yeah yeah I'm just curious because obviously it's that I mean it's people like having to translate yeah. stuff as mm-hmm. well so it's like it's yeah exactly so um cool moving on to another podcast favorite uh cult of the lambs sex update is about to come yes Uh, (laughs) forbidden what's it called the sins of the flesh flesh. forbidden body sins of the flesh (laughs) so you can now you can have offspring in the game Mm -hmm. you can have an egg you can yes egg you if, if you have two two cultists that like each other very much very much um the Mama tree. <laughs> um, so there, it's not explicit or anything. There's, there's yeah. just an egg shows up, mm-hmm. and then you have another cultist. I don't really know. Like, what's the benefit of that? I got so many cultists. I yeah, I need more. Yeah, yeah I don't. It's... I need to bring back some like in Viva Pinata, where you can, like play the little worm game. Yes, <laughs> it's just a different way to get your people to interact. If you're, I'm sure there's probably a lot of people who are more that? into like I the. Don't. Like when they were mating, it was like this, this like little like game. maze worm game that you played in Viva Pinata. <laughs> Bioshock, like you're. Yeah, yeah. It was like this little like mini game you played yeah. instead of showing like pinatas humping. Yeah, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> no. But the Sins of the Flesh DLC will come out on PC, Switch, Xbox, and PlayStation for free so on wait, January 16th. Is that all it is? Just I can have another, I can have an egg? Um, let's see. According to the uh, press release from the studio, the new features will allow your cult's followers to quote delight in gluttonous rituals, vain buildings, and wrathful doctrines, as well as give Lambert the power to invite. Blah 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 blah. So this game has had like a few little rounds of free DLC, but yeah. I don't I don't really know like what why do I need that? I don't know if there's like new things to do. In the I think game. it's just a few more options you can do for your followers to interact, interact with each other. So, if so. I don't, yeah. like. Already, I already beat the game. Yeah, so I mean, so I, I mean, when when you played that game, what was your biggest draw? Did you like going into the dungeons and fighting things, or did yeah. you like building up your camp and interacting with all of your followers? It was, it was the dungeon aspect. See, I mean, there might be other yeah. people who are more into like the building up the community with their followers. There's just more interaction did, for that. I did all of that. Sure, yeah. No, but we didn't really like go into like making it cute, like Animal Crossing style. That's true. I just because I've down. seen yeah. mm-hmm. I've seen like little villages that look so cute and so legit. Yeah, like, I'm just like sticking so things anywhere. We're just like, like putting it fine. anywhere. That's fine. Yeah, I wonder though if with this like if these two cultists like make a little egg i wonder if that egg will have like more beneficial 
you know, like the good aspects of the good aspects. It looks like they're also adding some new like like buildings for your little community. And I'm sure it's just almost like like a little um, expansion. Nursery. Sure. Egg. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. Um, Also, let's see a new weapon called the blunderbuss, which is a powerful gun that promises to deliver a big damage in close quarters. So yeah, a few little additions here and there. Check it out. It's free. Um, who watched the Emmys? All right, uh, we don't have television. That, don't, yeah, I don't know how you watch the Emmys. TV. But apparently, Nick Offerman won an Emmy for his uh, acting in The Last of Us. So, congrats to him. Nice. But That's so cool. from that, he's also uh, said apparently that they've pitched a Bill and Frank prequel to HBO. And have more stories to tell in this thing. I think it's more special if it's just this one. Just that one. I agree. Yeah. Especially since they already expanded those characters more than they were ever featured really in the game to give them that. If you start doing too much, it it takes it away. It's why Creed is funny in the office because it's in bits. It's not every day hitting you in the head. Um, you know that was a really powerful episode that really hit. Yeah. Of course, you want to cash in on that and let's make all of the money because people would watch it. But no, I agree. I think it needs to kind of do its own thing. But, you know, when you have a hit, you want to run it into the ground. We also got Mm -hmm. news, uh, you know, for talking TV stuff that um, they did officially cast Abby for uh, season two. Oh, yeah. Who is it? The Last of Us. I haven't really looked. I'm loading it very slowly because <laughs> I did not actually Whoever it save is will it. be welcomed. She's in Booksmart with open oh, really? arms to this character in this community. Uh, she... Caitlin Dever. Caitlin Dever. She's one of the main Dever. characters? Yeah. Uh, I don't know anything okay. she's like, cool. been in, but I'm pretty sure she was the voice of Cassie in Uncharted 4. Okay. Interesting. Apparently, she auditioned for the role of Ellie, Ellie. but she was too old. But she was a fan pick for Ellie years and years back. Yeah. If there was ever potential for this show. Right. Uh, Because now she's 27 and Bella Ramsey's only 20. Because obviously, they won someone younger for for Ellie for the first season. Time to hit the gym. I know, right? It's true. Mm. Pull ups. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta do 50. So, and then last bit of news I have kind of in the rumor has it territory. We're going to call it rumor has it for now, but rumor has it uh, is Xbox looking to go third party question mark. Uh, There are multiple sources that um, Xbox is starting to port more and more of their games for uh, switch Two and PS five. <clears throat> Makes sense. Uh, the the rumor is that <clears throat> Sea of Thieves is going to be mm-hmm. that game. Also, Hi-Fi Rush just got classified in Australia for Switch. Yeah. So those are obviously two previous yeah, Xbox it's exclusives. Not Halo. No. Gears. No. Yeah. But it, it, there is also um, what, what just came out, Starfield. You know, some of these Bethesda games. There was talk of why uh, Marvel's Blade, when it was shown off, was not displayed as like an Xbox exclusive, even though it's uh, Arcane Leon, I think, right. making that. Yeah. And that is Bethesda, which is now Xbox. Yeah, it makes sense. That, I mean, if you want to get a bigger audience, you know, you put this on your console, you put this on your streaming service, mm-hmm. and I'm, you put well, not this only, on... Not only just like a bigger audience, but, you know, 
you got to make that money back on a $70 billion yeah. transaction somehow. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised at this point with the, obviously that's what the, the direction Microsoft's looking to go with game pass and subscription and they just get your monthly credit card and that you don't let it go and they charge you every month. And this might be what they're doing instead, but I, I've, the past couple of weeks, I've just, I don't know, think about these things and I'm like, why doesn't Microsoft just give Xboxes away for free? But the only thing you could do on is play game pass. No disk drive. It's not an a, a series S or whatever. They give those fuckers out for free, and now you got everyone hooked on Game Pass because well, they'll never want to cancel their Game Pass. It's like the Polaroid thing, right? Weren't they doing that with the Xbox One? The like the, you could it was like a monthly subscription. Cost. Yeah, yeah, because it was if you don't want to give them four hundred dollars, you can oh, give yeah. them. I mean, like yeah, AT and T or Costco. Yeah. I think, they, I think they still do that. You have to get through like, their because you. Because that was one way I was looking at possibly getting. But I mean, a you still. Have, you, oh, really? Yeah. But you mean you still have to pay for it, right? Like the whole thing is like. Yeah. It's you like know, you pay for it over two oh, years. Over, it's like a contract. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, oh. like I said, Polaroid they sold cameras, but they didn't sell it to sell. Do it to sell cameras. They did it to sell film. Yeah. So they had to have everyone had a camera, so you can sell them film over and over and over again, right? You just got to give everyone an Xbox and then get them twenty dollars a month hooked on your Game Pass service. And the barrier to entry is free. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like we talked about well, with all the gotcha all games, it, right? You know? The the macro transactions can happen if the game is free and you feel less mm-hmm. bad about it than if you pay sixty dollars and then you uh, get nickeled and dimed to death. They, they 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 to give away the box is one thing, but to like have a Samsung TV mm-hmm. and then you have the well, that's what I'm saying. That, that, that like could just that, be the next step, or you I, get Game Pass on Switch, right? Yeah. Or you have it on your PC already, you know, like. I think that they're trying to tap more into the because more people have cell phones and TVs yeah. and game consoles, right? No, exactly. So yeah, same thing, right? Just it's built into the TV finger yeah. quotes, right? Like here's your Game Pass, just give us twenty bucks. Here's a controller. It comes with the TV, right? Like I, I feel like that's what they have to be going towards because they're not going to sell more boxes than they see the 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 potential. The the it's it's a much bigger upswing. Yeah, to have that kind of strategy to try to attract not. You know, fifty million people, hundreds of millions of people mm-hmm. uh, to get them, and it is to get that subscription, right? That, yeah, and then if you're doing. someone who wants to buy your games, you, then you buy the four hundred dollar box. But if, if you, you just if you're like the if you, it's like someone who who buys like an expensive record player, or sure, they, yeah, like a or someone who just subscribes to Spotify on their phone for ten bucks and listens right. to it on the speaker. Like those are two very different people, but I mean, it's still like getting them what they want, the song or the game, whatever format that best suits them. Yeah. I mean, if I could get Xbox games not on an Xbox, I would. Mm-hmm. You know, then you, you give... You can. You, you literally can. <laughs> you don't... Well, I mean, yeah. I know I can get them on, like, PC. Yeah. Or your phone. Like, you or could, my phone. You yeah. can play anything. I think he means he wants to play on his TV. Like, yeah. A, you know. I'm saying, yes, like, I'm yeah. saying, like, if, like, Bethesda games started coming out for PlayStation 5, yeah, then I'd mm-hmm. probably yeah, still probably buy them. them. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it makes more sense too because if you're going to release whatever, if it's going to be on Xbox, it's probably be on Game Pass. But you can go sell another 10 million copies of Elder Scrolls Six. So you're saying don't do this, don't offer the subscription service. Well, first of all, Sony won't even allow you to do that. They're not going to. Well, no, it. no, but yeah. they'll let you sell. But they'll probably yeah, you can play, play Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that or like Game Pass on PlayStation would be hella expensive because oh, yeah. the <laughs> cut to Sony. <laughs> I don't think Sony would ever. Yeah, no, they I, just, I can't yeah. ever see Sony yeah. saying, sure. Well, no, exactly. <laughs> you could put your Game Pass on a <laughs> box. It's fine. Um, Which is funny because I think that Microsoft would immediately say yes to Sony if 
Yeah. If Sony was like, well, okay, it's e- well, we'll I mean, you know, PlayStation Pass on Xbox. Thank God, yes. And if it was back in the, like you know the early 360 era where Xbox was king and Sony was back in their like, well, Ridge Racer for 599 US dollars, they'd be like, yeah, we'll take some Xbox games. But yeah, they're the position of the power. They're number one, so they're gonna be like, I don't want your bullshit. Yeah. Go go go! Change your T-shirts somewhere else, Phil Spencer. <laughs> but also yeah Microsoft's buying all these studios so unless you're only gonna like make them buy an Xbox you need to get some money back for all these fucking Activision games and these I mean, Bethesda look, games and if you buy the world's largest third party publisher why not just become a publisher at that point I mean <laughs> there's gotta be more money in that than trying to sell boxes right I would think so at this point what okay how about this box that I have though uh huh 8k <laughs> it plays a DVD that's how much would it is would you be interested in buying this box from me DVDs, the yes. future of 1999. Look, but you, people, DVDs are more popular now than ever before because they're taking them away. See, that's what I told y'all way back. And everyone's like, I don't, "Why do? Why do you have this giant shelf of movies, Adam? You idiots! All on Netflix, not forever." Well, I never was. I, never <laughs> I know. Said that. No, I know. I know. I did. You idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm curious how this will go. Uh, obviously, there's been more Xbox games coming out on Switch like than on Minecraft. PS5. And Minecraft. And Minecraft. And that other Minecraft. <laughs> and the two Ori games. The that's two, how yeah. I played them. Mm-hmm. That's they're on the Switch. Cuphead. Cuphead. Mm. Was that was that Microsoft? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was just on the Xbox. I think they funded it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was like exclu- I don't think like they. I guess it eventually it, came on PS5 as well. Yeah. It was. It was Never like mind. timed Bad exclusive example. for like a year. Yeah. But that no, game, I, I, I so inside was too. I yeah. doubt. But yeah, I doubt we'll see Halo. Coming on PlayStation anytime uh, soon. Actually, uh, Halo and Fortnite, buddy. So it's already there. You can be John Halo. I don't know. It's true. Anything can happen. Twenty twenty four, man. I mean, look. If they don't sell hardware anymore by the time the next Halo comes out, and it is just like a subscription service mm-hmm. thing, and it's something Sony doesn't allow on the PlayStation, I feel like there will be a version of that Halo for PlayStation. No, that's fair. <laughs> That's fair. I feel like you still you got your crown jewels, you got your forces, your your gears, your halos. Mm-hmm. You know, you got your fable. Um, <laughs> Do you? I yeah. Mm-hmm. I think those you keep those only on Xbox. I think you, there's certain killer instinct. There's certain I'm, I'm just saying, like if if they any, don't PC play any of these games on PC. So I'm just saying if they don't sell hardware. Yeah, at that point. That's right. Yeah. Is it so? Is it really just all of? the quote-unquote third-party titles that they now own that Are will those, be continue to be third-party titles. you know, a year for the first year or four. <laughs> They're on Xbox. Only going to play it on Xbox or the PC or your phone. Or maybe even your Switch it. because we're friends with Nintendo. Yeah, it's different. It's not the same thing. <laughs> just it's, fuck Sony. There's 140 million Switches out there. You can just play, you know, you can just play your game there. Not on PlayStation. <laughs> uh, that's it for the news. Let's look at our new releases this week. Uh, Momodora Moonlit Farewell is coming out on PC on January 11th. And uh, pre-order. Perfect. I, I think I played um, one of those before. I don't oh, know yeah? if it's like a Metroidvania style game. Maybe not. I have no idea. I don't know either. I, I don't it already have it. Momodora Moonlit Farewell. Mm. It is the latest installment in the Momodora series. Well, there you go. Kaboom. My guess is it's the last one. What kind of game is this? <laughs> oh, look. I, I have a countdown clock <laughs> for the release of it's this game. It's because you pre-ordered it. 
This says genre action. Yeah. Oh. Okay, it looks cute. The art style is very cute, and it's a platformer? Question mark. It says action. 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 Okay, sure, sure, sure. I've seen it. It's, <laughs> it's one of them's. Uh, it's got trees. There you go. Ooh. And art style is cute. Red hood. Also on PC, Crystal Story Dawn of Dusk coming out on January 12th. <laughs> what? Crystal Story that Dawn of sense. Dusk. It's developed by Fred Brown, and it's an action game, it says. If that is his real name. The publisher's Fred Brown Games. <laughs> so, it's a role-playing game. Self-published. Nice. Oh, yeah, it looks cool. And that's it for your new releases. (laughs) Hey, guys, it's still early in the year, all right? This is like the first week back to work for a lot of people uh, for the new year. You can't make them put out games already. We have to save that totally for next week when Prince of Persia makes his triumphant return. So stay tuned for that. Is that the the 2D one? Yes. Uh, Mm -hmm. Today they they announced that Immortality is coming to PlayStation. And if you did not Was it that weird FMV game? Yes. The the people that made (laughs) Telling Lies, their follow-up game to Mm -hmm. Telling Lies Immortality, uh, which is a story about an actress over three eras of uh, filmmaking. Uh, I think the story takes place over 40 years of this character's life. Anyway, if you want weird <laughs> FMV game, it's been available on everything until, uh, except for PlayStation. Well, now it's out on PlayStation. Well, in a few weeks. In a few weeks. Sorry. But that got announced today as we record this. Nice. That's kind of cool. I've been waiting for this to come to PlayStation. Wait. Because no I have no more. other way to play a video game. <laughs> yeah, who wants to turn on their Xbox? Mine's not even plugged up. Since the Rock Band Party. We've... <laughs> oh, yeah. got to plug it back up. Uh, and that's it for your new releases. And that's it for this episode. If you haven't yet, check out our 2023 Game of the Year Awards show. It's a good one. See what awards we gave out and we've what been, we crowned uh, Game of the Year. We've been listening to it. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. funny. It's good. Yeah. I've been, I've been we've laughing. been laughing. <laughs> We're okay at our job sometimes. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> Not only do we count down our top five games of 2023, but we also hand out awards for other categories like best surprise, or I think it was biggest surprise, Smelliest or best style. Game. Smelliest game. Aww. Maybe for next year. Until then, you can find Gameware on Facebook, facebook.com slash GamewareBR, or on Gameware.com, where we will ship video games to you. You can also follow me on Threads. I am at Adam Arinder. Oh, yeah. I was also like counting down my top 10 games on Threads, and I forgot that Threads <laughs> exists as a platform. I need to finish that. So if you follow me on Threads, you can see all my top games of 2023. <laughs> what, what is... Should I get a Threads? What's a Thread? Do you have Instagram? No. Do you wish Instagram was Instagram without pictures? Then it, then it wouldn't be Instagram. So it's just like Twitter. Oh, nice. So it's, it's Threads, an Instagram app. Okay, so I have to have an Instagram to sign up for threads. Yes. Okay. Or you can get a blue sky I, invite from Steven. I thought you were on Instagram. I had one. I deleted oh. it. Rip. Yeah. I think we're still for Instagram friends, so maybe it's not deleted. I don't know. Are you paradoxical? Maybe it's not. No, it's like Neilium Doolittle was, oh, my, yeah. was my name. I think I remember that one. Yeah. Paradox Star was Twitter. That's like my email. Okay. You can reach me at my email. <laughs> 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 you can also email this show, GameWareExpress at gmail.com. Yes, send yes. us emails. I love those emails. See how see how I did that? Steven's did. distracted. 
He's on his uh, I'm thread. on Blue Sky. On... <laughs> <laughs> I've never posted. <laughs> but you're there. Uh, I posted a picture of a sandwich on Twitter. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Just because? Yeah. Okay. I actually have followers there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do I do like so. miss um being able to post like game photography cuz I yeah. do like that. Yeah, well you could do that on Blue Sky. Can I do it on yeah. Threads? No. Damn it. You'll be banned. <laughs> you can post pictures on Threads. Yeah, they you have can? they have yeah. pictures and you could post videos. I don't need that. Or GIFs. I could do that. <laughs> what's funny what's funny is when Threads came out it was just they, it was Instagram without pictures. But then now you can put pictures on Threads, so it's like what are we doing? I remember Friendster. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> or uh, what was the movie one? I remember SingStar. Yep. We sold so many SingStar <laughs> bundles. People were like, I would like to purchase the new, and then we would just finish their sentence. <laughs> SingStar. Sing and they would go, that's correct. Yes. How did you know? Would you like this high school musical, uh, SingStar? Yeah. I would. Okay. Do you need the microphones? No, I already got those. <laughs> I just need... Do you need backup microphones? Yes, because you never know. <laughs> We've got those. You keep a second set of SingStar microphones at the summer house. Mm-hmm. Wait, ah. wasn't there a game where if people needed microphones, we would just like take the microphones yep. out of... Was that the Naked Brothers that Band? That was the Naked Brothers yep. Band. <laughs> yes, we, it was. And it was, it was cheaper for us to order the Naked, Naked Brothers, Brothers Band, Band. <laughs> microphone mm-hmm. bundles than the microphones yep. themselves. <laughs> yep. So we would just take the superfluous copy of Naked Brothers Band and throw uh-huh. it in the crane machine yeah. uh-huh. in the back of the store <laughs> because we would just need the microphones. <laughs> and look, we sold this for $20, which is reasonable. That's a good mm-hmm. price. But our crane machine had like a ton of copies of Naked Brothers Band <laughs> did. on the Wii. Are they um, still there? I know. Unfortunately, somewhere. somebody like bought a... our crane machine. Oh. Uh. They probably ended up at like a five below. I think we eventually started like using the boxes. Like we just needed. Uh, the boxes. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, well, also you can follow me on any social social media at Vanilla Law. That's like vanilla but with a n a in a e and an extra law at the end. You can find my voice work and such on my website because guess what um i've got a website (laughs) no guess what i'm a voice actress if you hadn't already guessed um yeah and that website is www.speakingofrenemartin.com exciting things coming up in january we'll be back next week for episode 280 hopefully at full force feel better john michael also, um, sometime in January, we will have an Alan Wake 2 spoiler cast. So stay tuned for that. Um, and more exciting things to come. As always, Neil, Stephen, Renee, thank you so much for joining me this evening. Everyone out there, thank you so much for listening and supporting us. We're hoping for a fun and exciting 2024, and we're excited that you're along for the ride. So uh, until next week, be good to each other out there and we will see you next time. <laughs>